Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the MOP Voice. I'm your host, Dacia Dillon. And I'm Eliezer Chavez. And today we are so excited to have a friend of ours, a friend of the national MOP, Messengers of Peace with us, Brother Jarius. And just a little bit about him. He currently resides in Riverside, California. He attends Alpha and Omega Apostolic Church. He is the national MOP creative coordinator. And he grew up in the mission field with his family in the Dominican Republic. And we're just so excited to have him. So Jarius, why don't you take a few moments and greet our listeners? I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you guys for the opportunity. And um, I'm excited for for what this is all about. And whoever is listening, I hope that this is encouraging. I don't know all the podcast episodes that have coming out so far have been so motivating and encouraging to me. So I'm just excited to be here alongside you guys and all of our listeners. Um, I'm grateful to to be here. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jarius, for being on the podcast with us. Today, we're going to be discussing outreach and small groups. So Heidel, we want to ask you, you know, you you serve in your local youth. Tell us some of the things that God has been doing in your local youth group. Sure. Um, and I love our youth group. Um, like I said, I go to Alpha and Omega Apostolic Church and we go by AOA Church or AOA Youth. It's um, abbreviated. Um, so I love AOA Youth. I love our youth group. Our youth group is is amazing. And I'm so just grateful for the opportunity to be able to serve, yeah. uh, first of all, God and his people, which I consider my family. Um, I considered AOA youth my family. And we've our family has been there for around 16 years now. After my parents and my family came back from the mission field, mm-hmm. we've been at AOA church for 16 years. And it's just been a blessing. And I've been able to to grow there alongside of my friends. And just being able to see what God is doing has been um, has been amazing, and yeah, we we in our youth group we work with life groups. Our church revolves around the Jesus strategy, Amen. and um, that is what we the lifeline of our church. That's right. The lifeline of our church and itself it's first of God. First of all, the the Word of God is our foundation, yeah. but we also our structure is based off of the, the Jesus strategy, and we work off of life groups. And currently at our in our youth group we have five. Uh, youth five uh, life groups we call them friendship groups so we have five friendship groups and currently i'm i'm helping and serving as a mentor to those five uh, youth groups um, that we have and god has just been doing amazing things i i'm a huge advocate for life groups uh, because they are they're just an intimate place where we're able to first of all grow in our relationship with god yeah second grow in our relationship with each other and third, we multiply. And that's mm-hmm. the goals of, of what life groups are at our church. And to be honest, I've, we've had amazing experiences so far of what God is doing in our life groups and in our youth group. We've seen people um, grow with each other. Mm-hmm. It brings unity. Um, and it brings also growth, spiritual growth, but also um, growth and leadership. I truly believe that life groups are leader builders. Um, yes, our right. leader builders, yeah. they, they give opportunities to people that maybe would have never thought they would have had an opportunity of in leadership. And I've seen so many of our youth, um, leaders step up into their calling because of life groups. Um, life group played a, has played a huge part in my life. Um, it's been a huge, um, experience and, and eye opening. And I feel like God has used that in my life and in the direction 
that I feel like he's heading me towards and, and, you know, and whatever calling he has for me, I think life groups has played a huge role in my life. And I know in, in my youth group, it's playing a huge role in their lives as well. Not only in the leadership aspect, um, but also in, in evangelism, growing, you know, spreading the message and the gospel and expanding his kingdom. And, you know, God has been doing amazing things. And, you know, we also, like I said, we work with the Jesus strategy and we also host Friends Day at our church. Um, we go through the evangelistic cycle where we reach out to our friends and we host this Friends Day. You know, God has just been working through that. God has been working through that. We hosted our first Youth Friends Day. Mm. Um, we usually have, you know, General Friends Day, but uh, past, our pastor gave us, you know, the blessing to be able just to host a Youth Friends Day specifically for our youth friends. And God did something amazing. You know, we went in with an expectation, yes, with our friends to come, but God went abundantly over what we expected. We, we had over 50 first-time visitors first at our time. first Youth Friends Day, and that was a huge blessing. And God just did amazing things, and he moved. Um, we also, you know, had a, a little fun stuff. We had tacos. We had piñatas. We had a jumper, you know. It was very youth-oriented. So it was just an amazing time in, in, in the presence of God, but also in fellowship. We also got to meet our friends, uh, spend time with them, and talk to them, and hang out. And the goal of, with our Friends Day is to connect them to a friendship group. And that's the goal that we had to connect all of those friends to a friendship group. And we've had uh, testimonies of what God has been doing in their lives. So, yeah, that's that's something that God has been doing in our church. And I, I truly believe that that life groups is is something that is so important in our lives. And in, in the last year at our church, we had around 30 baptisms. Wow, praise God. We had 30 baptisms, and most of them were youth. Mm. Most of them were youth. So... I truly believe that God is doing something in our in our youth, not in yes. just oh an AOA youth, but yes. the youth in general. Amen. And right. the, God is using the church. I'm so excited for the church, not Amen. just AOA church. I'm excited for the church in general because God is doing something amazing. And I'm seeing so many youth groups, so many churches rise up. You know, I'm I'm a huge advocate for social media as well, so I'm always looking up and seeing what other churches are doing and just get so excited for what God is doing in other churches. And I'm excited just to be part of it. Amen. You know, something that you mentioned that really stood out to me was just the friendship groups. The fact that you guys even call them friendship groups. Mm -hmm. So I've shared this in a few episodes before that I wasn't raised in church. And at least this was my experience when I first walked into the church. It was a little intimidating. I wasn't used to it. I was, I didn't, I've never been a Pentecostal church. It was a little intimidating and starting off. And now that I think back, starting off at, at a place, maybe just going to a lay back youth Bible study with just a few friends would have been such a great avenue. And I thank God for the avenue that he connected me with the church. But I just think about how to we reach our young generation a lot of times. And um, it, there's nothing wrong with wanting to take him to church right away. But sometimes some people need a little bit more steps right before it. And having something like a friendship group where they can just fellowship with people their age, get connected. They don't feel so much pressure and that intimidation I feel like that is such a great avenue. And then we get them connected to the church. And of course, that's not everyone's story, but that would be such a great method. And that's such a great method of just step by step by step connecting them to the church and using a friendship group for that. Have mm -hmm. you seen that to be an effective tool in your youth? Of course, I, I truly believe so. 
sometimes people will walk in a house first than in a church. Mm. Yes. You know, sometimes people would rather um, accept an invite to eat some tacos than right. to go to a church, you know. Yeah. And, so, you know, sometimes it's, it's it sounds bad to say that, but it's, sometimes it's the reality. Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. the reality. And um, that door is open. Yes. That door is open. And when you invite somebody to your home, we usually host friendship groups or life mm-hmm. groups at, in homes. Or you can host it at a Starbucks or at a park. Um, but we usually host them at homes. And a home is a welcoming place. You know, a, a home is a welcoming place. And it's just a place where people feel comfortable in. Um, and we're so grateful, right? We have the our, our life groups or our friendship groups in homes of the youth. Mm-hmm. And usually their parents, you know, they make food yes. enchiladas or, you know we have pizza or nachos uh-huh. and stuff like that and something that i always consider when we're host our life groups is the aspect of food mm. because it brings food just brings people together yes that's right you know um and then food brings people together and it just creates conversation um and youth they love free food <laughs> and we apostolics love to eat <laughs> yeah we love to eat so um that aspect of just recreating a, a intimate atmosphere and something that's really laid back is the heart of, of live groups. Right. It's the, it's the heart of live groups. And that just opens up the door to an invitation to be easily more accepted. Yes. Easily more accepted. Not that they're not going to go to church, but sometimes, like I said, people would rather, or not rather, but people would first step into a home before they step into a sanctuary. And it's important to understand that every circumstance and every individual is different. You got to meet them where they're at. You know, sometimes people, unfortunately, have had bad experiences with churches. And they Mm -hmm. just need to know relationship there is first. Relationship, friendship is there first. And then God will do his part. I'm a firm believer that God will give the increase. Like Paul said, God will give the increase. And so if we can meet them where they're at, if it's just needing a friend, just getting an invitation somewhere, God will do his part from yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I especially like that you mentioned, you know, the strategy of Jesus, you know, and, and it was the strategy of the first century church where they met in the houses. Yeah. And something that our bishop president uh, told us as well on the podcast is that it, it's an evangelism where miracles, signs, and wonders manifest the most. Yes. even in greater proportion than they do in our services. Yes. And so I definitely agree that, you know, that's the place where we can have a conversation, you know, ask them like, what, what, what is it that you need? You know, and they can pour out to you. We can even pray for deliverance in that house, you know, yes. while we're eating enchiladas, right? Mm-hmm. Right after we can pray. But I also want to ask you, Heidel, um, so you mentioned the strategy of Jesus, and I know it's 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 the one of the primary systems that we use within our church in in evangelistic cycles Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to maybe a youth leader or someone that wants to kind of adapt that strategy of jesus to be more like youth oriented and i know one of of the things you mentioned i think was like a youth friendship day Mm -hmm. can you give us like a little bit more context yeah sure um i i do believe that i do believe that god moves in in our friendship groups because i've been a testament to it you know, so mir- so many miracles and God just moves in our in in our, you know, gatherings and our life groups in our homes. Um, what we do it in our life groups, one of the segments or little times that we have, we call it the empty chair, the empty chair. And it's where we just place a chair in the center and we say, you know, if you have a need, if you have a prayer request, sit here. You can uh, say it if you want to. If you don't want to say it, you know, it's all right. Um, and that just opens up 
a time of prayer that is so powerful. It's so powerful. Every single time we do it, it's so powerful. And when our friends sit, they they share things that maybe they didn't share with other people. And that's when it comes about relationship. We always say, I always tell our friendship group, what's, what is said in friendship group stays in friendship group. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people share things that they never shared with anybody. Mm-hmm. And we get to pray over that. Right. And we get to pray over that. And God has delivered people. God has healed people in friendship groups. God has healed people in homes. Praise and God. I'm just so grateful for... Um, you know, this, uh, this method or this, this way that we see, like you said, in the book of Acts, that's how the disciples, they would meet in homes, right. they would break bread, yep. and they would teach, they would preach the gospel. And that's what it's all about, you know. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to experience the power of life groups and the power of God in life groups where his spirit pours out. And there's been moments where we just go into time of, of, of Holy Ghost movement and God, we just start speaking in tongues and God moves and God heals. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful to, to believe and know that we don't have to be in a sanctuary for God to move. We can yeah. be anywhere. We, yes. It can be a home. Yes. It can be a park. It can be um, in your car, anywhere. God has the power to move anywhere. And that's something that I'm just so grateful to, to, to experience. So working with the Jesus Strategy Evangelistical Cycle, you know, um, I'm so grateful for our pastor that he gave us the opportunity to be able to host and run our own evangelistical cycle for the youth and also our own uh, Friends Day. You know, it was separate um, from the general church Friends Day evangelistical cycle, but we were still in the same vision. And it's so important to still stay in the same vision of your pastor, to not separate from that. And I'm grateful for our pastor and our bishop president as well that has the vision of the Jesus strategy because it's effective. It's effective, and I've found found it effective in our youth group. Um, we were able to host a Friends Day, and I, I think hosting a Friends Day just for youth is a great tool. Yeah. It's a great tool. What we did to get our youth involved and, and get everybody is involved is we tell we told our our youth all right you know we all have friends we all have friends either in high school um in college or we also have cousins Mm -hmm. we have primos people that don't know maybe haven't had a relationship with god or maybe haven't been to church in a while or haven't connected with god um and we all have somebody we all have somebody so what we did is we told them let's start praying for them let's start praying for them and let's start connecting with them. Maybe you haven't reached out to them in a while. You know, let them know, hey, I'm thinking about you. Um, I'm praying for you. Um, do you want to go grab some coffee? Do you want to uh, go eat something? And building up to Friends Day or before the invitation to Friends Day, we have to connect with people first. Yes. We have to connect and build that relationship. That way they're more inclined to accept the invitation. So we were we hosted our Friends Day and it was very youth oriented. But we like to make the environment at our church very youth oriented. You know, in our church we, we have like pre service music and we put like youth youthful, you know, music. We put like hip hop, we put um, you know, more like pop, you know, Christian. Of course it's all Christian music, yeah. but it's a little bit more youth oriented. So when they walk into the atmosphere it's like, whoa, it's like it's not so tense because they might already be tense coming in. Oh man, I'm going to church. Mm-hmm. When they walk in, they feel, you know, it's comfortable. We have a welcome team that are youth. Mm-hmm. Everybody that is serving is youth. 
everybody that is serving is used so when they come in they feel oh man they're my age um and they're here to welcome me um so we had that and we also had a praise and worship that was youthful um an atmosphere that was amazing and you know god moves in those atmospheres we also had a a, a preaching that was directly towards our young people towards you young people and we let our young people know that too because sometimes i think some people c- can and might be afraid to invite somebody because they're going to think oh man the preacher's going to go in super deep about super theological topics but i told our young people no like today is about our friends and the preaching and the message is going to be straight to our friends you know so don't be ashamed or don't be afraid to invite your friends because sometimes as as youth to be honest even me growing up i'd be scared to invite my friends to church you know and i guess that's something that that's like I shouldn't have, but that's something I feel like we all you go through as young people. So I was able to relate, yeah. and I just wanted to reaffirm our youth. Yeah, God's gonna do something in our in our in our friends' day. God's gonna do something. So, um, hosting a friends' day is specifically for the youth is an amazing thing to do. So I would really recommend to do something like that. You know, talk to your pastor, let your pastor know. Hey, pastor, what if we do a youth friends' day? And, you know, it's going to be a blessing. It's going to be a blessing. Amen. Such great tips. I definitely want to highlight something that you mentioned that I feel is so important and sometimes overlooked. Um, The power of a follow up, Mm -hmm. Uh, texting them, letting them know, hey, we're thinking about you. Hey, we missed you today. I feel like, yes, it's a blessing to get our friends and, you know, who God has put in our heart to church. But a lot of the real work starts once they get to church following up, discipling them, getting them immersed into our youth group and just the power of letting them know, hey, we're thinking about you. There's actually a part of you here that when you're gone, we miss you. And and just that follow-up, you'd be surprised how much that means to so many people. Getting a text, we miss you, you were gone. And, and just the power of a follow-up and that yes. discipleship, have you seen that to be something that man it just it just is a blessing to people and it just brings joy to them when hey we were thinking about you yes of course of course it does and um even myself like when Mm -hmm. when i receive a text like oh we missed you at church or this or that over here i mean i was in we're we're in nya right now um but at my church we had events and they somebody says me hey we miss you at church yeah so even for myself so imagine a friend right Imagine somebody that we invited to church and maybe they haven't gone to church in a while. That follow-up is so important. And I would encourage, you know, if you haven't seen somebody at your church in a while or maybe your friend that came missed out the next Mm -hmm. week, hey, let them know, hey, we missed you. Um, I hope I can see you next week or I I hope, do you want to grab coffee? Mm -hmm. You know, just hang out. And I think that's a huge thing. Um, Also, just on, on the same topic, like, the youth love to hang out. Yes. We always hang out after church on Sunday. We go out to eat. We, after youth services, we go out and hang out. Like, that's a huge follow-up as well. Mm-hmm. Invite them to come and hang out. And yeah. we start including them yes. into those uh, circles, into those um, places, into that uh, food or into the, the hangout. And you'll something that I've learned about youth leadership is that community is very important. Yes. And people need to feel community. Yeah. And a lot of reasons um, why people come back is because of the community that mm-hmm. they feel. And being able to send a message or be in a, in a youth group chat and where people send prayer requests, where people um, 
ask for help or even just send memes, you know, or laugh, you know, <laughs> together is a huge part of community. And I believe the church is, is an essential um, aspect of our lives and our community aspect in our social lives. And I think God uses that, you know, mm-hmm. God uses that. Yeah, it's so good. I, I definitely, I like that you mentioned community because I think every young person that's a local youth leader needs to know that they're not just called to be leading the young people of their church, but they're called to be leading the young people of their city, mm-hmm. right, of their community. Yeah. And so um, we want to ask you, Heidel, you know, you mentioned having youthful environments, you know, in our services, but also outside of church, um, we see that social media is becoming a really, you know, big factor in young people, um, you know, just like seeing videos of church, um, you know, seeing revival on the news even. Mm-hmm. How would you say um, we can use media to further the kingdom of God in this sense? Yeah. I'm a firm believer in using social media, creative photos, of video, graphics, um, so many aspects of, of social media that you can see all over the place. I mean, every single day we're on social media. Yeah. You know, every single day we, we see our feeds, we see what our friends are doing. We see um, who had the most points in a basketball game. We see all the highlights of the football game that we saw. We can also post the highlights of what's going on in our church. Yeah. Mm. We can also post what God is doing in our church. Yes. You know, and that's just to give testimony of what God is doing. But also another aspect is to be able to reach out. Yes. To reach out. Um, I truly believe that God can can move even through a post. Yes. One of my prayers is every time we, we go out to do- document or to shoot um, an event of what maybe like a NYA or even a local youth night or a church, our prayer is God allow me to see what you're doing and allow me to capture what you're doing. And when we post, allow your Holy Spirit to move in that. Yeah, it's so good. Allow your Holy Spirit, whoever comes across it may be motivated, may wow. be inspired and maybe have their life changed through a post. You know, whether it be a video, a, a graphic, or even a photo, God has the power to use anything. Mm-hmm. God has the power to use anything. And that's one of um, my prayers as, as, a, as a creative is that God moves through whatever we create. That God moves through any media that is posted. And also believe that, um, you know, maybe some practical things that we can include in, in media of doing is, you know, most of our churches, we go live. We go live on, on YouTube or on Facebook. And sometimes, you know, maybe we don't know what to post or what to do. The something that I'm incorporating in, in our local youth is to be able to use that content that you use from your, that you captured from your live stream and repurpose it. Every single Sunday we receive or every single youth night or youth event, we receive the word of God. And we receive so much knowledge and so much wisdom and so much, um, you know, power through the word of God. What I would, you know, a practical advice, what I would do is every single Sunday or every single event, um, youth event that you have, get the sermon and cut it up into clips. I know you've probably seen that in um, maybe your favorite podcast. You always see clips of podcasts and stuff like that you can incorporate that same thing into preachings. Just create 30-second clips, one-minute clips of preachings and post that. And God has been moving through that. 
we've been posting that on our youth page and it's been impactful and motivating to so many people and that's the word of god yeah the word of god is what we're spreading and we should be flooding media with the word of god that's right and one of the ways we can do that is by using the content that we have repurposing the content that we have and creating those sermon clips and and just you know flooding flooding social media with the word of god Amen. And I love that phrase that you use, flooding social media with the word of God. The world is vocal about their ideologies. The world is vocal about what's going on out there. If we can vocalize and put out there what God is doing in our churches and not keep it within the four walls or the interior of it and let the world know what's going on in our churches, what's going on in our communities, that's powerful because God is not limited to a certain building or to a certain space, but releasing God, releasing God and what he's doing. And, and we want to thank you as we wrap up this episode, uh, Jarius, for being with us and, and just any final words that you may have have of encouragement maybe someone out there that is wanting to take a leap of faith and start a small group start a friendship group or you know uh, step into a space of they they have a heart and they have a desire to go into the ministry of creativity what words of advice would you give them just do it scared <laughs> do it scared i remember when i first started i was scared pastor came up to me and he said uh you're gonna be a friendship group leader i was like what <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes we're, we're scared to do things and um, we just have to put place our, our faith in God. Yes. Just do it scared, whether it be if you're starting a life group. Maybe it's the first one that you're starting at your church ever. Yeah. You don't know what to do or you're trying to figure it out. God will teach you along the way. Yes. God will teach you along the way and he'll never let you down. He'll never let you down and he'll always give you ideas. He'll give you um, things to, to say and, and things to do, ways to invite friends and you'll be able to see the power of god move as long as you put your faith in him and if you're if you want to get into the creative ministry um whether it be taking photos video you know graphic design just practice 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 that's i think that's one of the most the things that we talk about just like you practice an instrument just like you practice the piano we have to practice our creative gifts as well yeah we have to practice our creative gifts. Um, so uh, I would just say do it scared and go with the vision of your pastor and also seek God, create space for God in your life. And because we can't do it our, by ourselves, we need God's guidance. We need God's wisdom in our lives. Um, so yeah, create space and do it scared. Amen. Do your part and God will do his. He'll meet you there. Well, thank you so much, Sherius, for being with us. Uh, we pray that this is a blessing to everyone that is listening. You are a blessing to the National MOP. And so we're just thankful to have you in this episode. And we pray that this blesses everyone that listens. And look out for our future episodes as we have an episode released every month. Share this episode for anyone that is listening, that wants to start a friendship group, a life group. And we pray that this blesses you all.